0: Hello America, and welcome back to another episode of the Hear Me Tell It, the life and times of Jerry Daniels, when you've had your daily dose of today's craziness, dealing with all them Karens out there, ride right shotgun with OJD as he goes back and recounts the life and times of growing up in the South, during the 60s and 70s, I believe we were called baby boomers, stories that you will say, yep, I've done that, but I ain't gonna tell my kids. And I ain't never told my spouse, but whatever the truth be, it will be this. To hear me tell it. Well, hello, folks. Welcome back to another episode of To Hear Me Tell It. Yes, I don't sound myself because I'm recovering. And I didn't do one last week. Last week was the first week, and I think I've gotten 60 or 70 of these things done. And last week was the first week that I failed to uh, publish Uh, A podcast and within hours of last Wednesday I got emails and text messages from several folks basically I'm going to just paraphrase but they're basically saying where the hell are you so I'm humbled by that and thanks to the likes of Joe Stitka and Mike Posey being two of the main ones there was a couple other folks out there that did it as well but thank you for uh, noticing that I wasn't there I guess it's, it's quite humbling and I still don't have my voice back last week I couldn't talk at all I mean, it was bad, y'all, real bad. And, uh, you know, I, I got sick, and, and it started like most of my um, – I don't get sick that often, maybe once every three or four years, I guess. And uh, went through the whole COVID thing. I got COVID uh, August two years ago, and uh recovered from it quite, quite quickly, actually. <clears throat> but anyway, so uh, – I started with a woke up one morning and damn, my throat's sore. And then it gets real sore, like it's impossible to swallow. And I know when that happens. I know what's coming. So I'll have a sore throat for like two days. And then I'll feel like crap for two days. And then I'll start feeling better. But then I'll get congested. And then it'll go from my head to my bronchial. And then it goes down that way. And then I just had to ride it out and fight it out. So lots of fluids and good vitamins. And um, went and got me some steroids. Got a steroid shot in the ice. So anyway, I'm feeling better. And I apologize for not being there last week. Uh, It is what it is. I hate that statement, but I love saying it. It is what it is. I uh, I was doing some safety training this week and last week. We were talking about working at heights. You know, and, and when I do safety training, I do both OSHA and MSHA, but it's industrial occupational safety training. And, and there's so many elements to uh, occupational safety. And if anybody's ever hired employees, they know what I'm talking about. But the, uh, the, the premises is, and it's, it's not a premises, it's actually a, uh, it's, a, it's a, I guess, a, a, a component of the law. But if you're an employer and you hire employees, I don't give a damn how many you got. You're responsible for their safety and health and the performance of their duties. Now, notice I didn't say while at work. If you have them doing some work uh, and they're driving or or they're out on a, on a job site or whatever, so in uh, the performance of their duties, <clears throat> you're responsible for their safety and health. There's so many elements to occupational safety and health. And... Um, it's electrical safety. It is uh, working and walking surfaces, meaning you look out for, and you got to make sure you have a safe work environment that's free of the hazards of slip strips and falls. And that could be stairways, ladderways, travelways, walkways, uh, doesn't matter. And then you got uh, moving machine parts. So if you have employees that work for you and they work around machines that have moving machine parts, you got to make sure that there's no way that moving machine will. Will, uh, harm them so you got to recognize the hazards and you got to protect them against those hazards whether it's you know rotating uh drive shafts sprockets take up pulleys head pulleys tail pulleys counterweight balance return idlers uh rack and pinion uh drive belts drive shafts doesn't matter you, you, gotta, you gotta you gotta protect employees that's just called moving machine parts machine guarding basically then you got chemical hazards. You got to make sure you got to protect that. So the hazards of, uh, of your employees using any chemical. Then you got the one of working at heights, and uh, that's that's you know anybody that has to perform work, and their feet leave the damn floor, uh, then they're working at heights. You got to protect that as well. And then there's confined space entry. and Then there's enclosed spaces, and then there's permit required confined space entry. As that part right there as well. And then there's operating mobile equipments, aka forklifts, which are called powered industrial trucks. You got to you got to uh, got to make sure they are qualified to do that. And electrical safety they damn sure got to be qualified. And there's just a host of other things that go on there. Fire protection, fire prevention, Biohazard awareness. Uh, If you got anybody that's trained, and you have expectations that they respond as a first aid responder, you got to have biohazard awareness training. And then you got respiratory training because then you got to think: Well, do you have an occupation that your employees are exposed to respiratory hazards, whether it be particulate or respirable? Who knows? It could be chemicals, it could be fumes, vapors, and uh, and the list goes on and on and on and on. So. Anyway, so I was I was uh, doing the, the training these last two days, and I was, and, and the reason I this I mean, it's amazing how I squirrel this whole thing I just been telling you about for the last two minutes was based off because I said it is what it is. I said I don't like it, but I like saying it. And we were talking about working at heights, and I was talking about a a a, a navy pilot that I used to f- fly with. I'm not a, I was never a pilot; I was combat air crew, but a, a pilot that I flew with as aircrew. Uh, he, he, uh, he was killed cause he was, uh, rock climbing. And I uh, was telling the folks in the class, I said, I have no desire to climb a damn cliff. I, I know what that means. It means it's going to be a challenge. And it's straight up. I don't need to climb a cliff to know it's going to be hard. I don't need to climb a cliff to know that I can, I can, I guess, be something, do something. And these guys in the front row were laughing. and I said, hell, who wants to climb to the top? I know what's up there. And he goes, what? I said, the top, the top's up there. And he started laughing. That guy's name's Carlos. Carlos is laughing his and he goes, Jerry, I like that. I said, what's well, the truth? Why do you need to climb to the top? Well, there ain't nothing up there but the top. So, hell, I can, you know, hell, satellite photos now. I can just Google it and then look and say, well, there's the top. I don't need to climb up there. <clears throat> anyway, that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast this morning, and I have no idea, what the uh, topic's going to, I mean, what the name of it's going to be. I never decide that until it's over with. And I look at it and ponder on a little bit. But I, I was i was tossing and turning between two things I was going to talk about this morning. One was is probably one of the biggest waste of money I've ever done in my life, which I'm still comprehending. I'm still, I got it wrote down right there. I'm, I'm thinking about doing that one. But the other one, I think uh, I may not do because, you know, I didn't i didn't do proper preparation and, and I'm afraid when I do any of these that I could say something that would that would uh, hurt somebody's feelings. And I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. that's being malice. And if I do hurt somebody's feelings, you can get your ass that it wasn't on purpose. I don't I'm, That's not my character. <clears throat> but anyway. So I'm going to go with the, uh, the biggest waste of damn money. Now I know all of us, you folks that are listening, I know all of us at some point in our lives, at least once, if not on more occasions, have made a bad purchase, a bad purchase. Maybe had the best of intentions, but when it was all said and done, we said, well, shit, that didn't work out, and we squandered a bunch of damn money. Now, that's a very subjective term, a bunch of damn money, and I guess it's all based on uh, relevancy of uh, what is a bunch of damn money. I don't know. I'm going to tell you all about something I did. And I'm not, I don't say this with any sense of pride. You'd have figured it, it, it. And when I did this at my age, I would have known better, but I didn't. But my wife, and I love my wife. I won't have the preferences with I love my wife. I sure do love Miss Laura. But my wife, on many occasions, will point at something and go, oh, I'd love to have one of them. <laughs> or wouldn't it be fun if we did X, Y, and Z? Or... Gosh, I've always wanted to have that, you know. And we've been married for going on thirty-seven years, and I still have the strong desire to satisfy my wife and to give her things that maybe she desires. <clears throat> now I can't do a lot of them, and I'm lucky because my wife don't like bling bling. Now, if y'all if y'all got yourself a wife that's into the jewelry and the, the flashy stuff, God bless y'all. I'm I, I mean that. That's one of them things you say. Well, bless your heart. I love my wife, but she don't like none of that stuff. I, I could, and I and I had to figure it out because there was there was a couple of times I bought her some really expensive jewelry, and it didn't take too long before me to figure it out. It was like hell she don't ever wear it. Like one time I went to Hawaii, and I bought this really nice necklace. I mean, nice man, and I spared no expense. I bought a nice necklace made of something kind of gold, and all this kind of stuff, and it was beautiful. She still got it. I know where it is, but she never she never wore it. Yes, she did, she wore it once or twice just to appease me. But after that, it was just into the jewelry box, and that was it. It was gone. So I figured that out. I thought, well, okay. So she don't like that stuff. You know, I bought her a couple of watches in my day, and she's never worn them. She don't like that um, at all. So anyway, I'm, I guess I'm lucky in that aspect because I got a couple of friends. I think their wives like the jewelry stuff. And uh, my mama was one, was one that daddy would always buy her fine jewelry. Mama wore it. But uh, anyway, so uh, I, I don't know how to start by saying uh, without, you know, uh, surprising you at the end. But anyway, so anyway, <clears throat> so on a number of occasions after we had retired out of the Navy, uh, my wife has mentioned driving down the road, she would point to a little bitty old sports car that's a convertible. She says, We would just love to have one of those. And I like how she put some we in it. Like she got a damn mouse in her pocket. I don't know who she's talking about, we. She said, I, 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 we, we, wouldn't we want to have one of those? A lot of her statements involve me. And I guess I got to validate her thoughts or ideas or whatever. I don't know, but it's we. We would love one of those. I said, uh, okay. Wouldn't we have fun in one of those? <clears throat> yeah, I guess we would. Because if she's having fun, I guess I'm having fun. That's the way it works. So, on, on more than one occasion, she's spotting these little old, old convertible cars with, we'd love to have one of those. We would have so much fun driving on a sunny day in one of those. <clears throat> well, I don't know how sunny it is because I have had a convertible before. I had a, I had a 78 Renegade CJ5 Jeep with a soft top, and they're all fun and games. But I tell you what, when it's hot, it's hot. And unless you're moving, you're, you're fucking sitting in a damn metal case cooking. So anyway. So a lot of these things with we, so I got to, well, it was, it was a spur of a moment. I got to admit a spur of a moment. I saw a, an ad on, from a little old local car lot here in Jasper. I don't even think they operate anymore. It's kind of like the, 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 uh, the Gene Whitley, Eddie, Eddie Swaney car lot in Butler, a little old car lot, <clears throat> the old boy bought a couple of cars, was selling them and whatnot and seemed to be reputable. I don't know about that, but they had a, a a Mini Cooper for sale. I don't even know what year it was, but it was a little cream color one, the two door. <clears throat> I didn't know jack squat about a, a a British Leyland Mini Cooper, and I went and looked at it, and I checked it out. Well, them them's a car that you can't leave it on your back and crawl underneath it and look under it good. So, I should have I should have hindsight's twenty twenty. I should have took it to a damn dealership and said, hey, let me run this over and I'll pay about three or four, $500 and i let them go through it real good and give me a report and I'll come back. I didn't do that. Big mistake. Big mistake. Yep, I didn't do that. But I do take it driving and it seems to drive okay, but I have never driven a Mini Cooper, so I don't know what a good driving Mini Cooper feels like. Big mistake. <clears throat> and material and material condition wise it's in great condition great condition so i uh I purchased this mini cooper without my wife's knowledge I just buy it I pay cash for it and i and I buy it outright and i'm excited I'm excited about it <clears throat> so the next day i uh I tell my wife i said i got a surprise for you she says you do i said oh yeah I said but this is one of them surprises. It's a show enough surprise. Now, we had been looking at land. We're still looking for land to, to build our retirement home on because we ain't retired yet. So we're looking to buy land to build our retirement home on, you know, about five acres and build just a modest home on it and, and, and live out our days. But I think she thought that's where I was taking her. I think I didn't say it and she didn't guess, but I think that's what she thinks was thinking at that time. Cause I asked her, I said, you got to put on a blindfold and I got to take you somewhere. <clears throat> so she was all getting excited. And I, I put the blindfold on really good and walked her out to my, to my truck and, and said, well, come on, we're going, we're going, we're going to go somewhere. I got to show you something. So I take her out to this place and, and it, there's no, you know, there's not a lot of noise. So she couldn't figure out where she was. And, and, and I stopped the car and I said, don't say nothing. Don't say nothing. And these folks know I. They knew I was coming, so we, we get out of the car, and I, I go around to her side, and I get her out, and you know, got got to put my hand out and get her out of the car and stuff. And I say, just just walk with me. Don't I ain't gonna walk into nothing. Everything's gonna be fine. So she trusts me, and I walk her over there, and I stand her in front of that Mini Cooper, and it's got the top now, and I took the blindfold off, and I said, look there. And she guys, she, y'all, she just stood there and stared. She said. Why am I looking at that? I said, because you said you wanted one. She goes, well, I don't want one of them. (laughs) I said, what what do you mean you don't want one of them? I said, you've always said you wanted one of them. I said, you've pointed at a lot of Mini Coopers. A lot of little Mini Coopers you pointed at and said you would love to have one of them. She goes, well, no, I I don't really want one. I thought, well, shit. I said, well. A little bit late. She goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "It's a little late to tell me that." And she said, "You didn't buy it." I said, "Yeah, I did." She goes, "No, you didn't." I go, "Yeah, I did." She said, "You bought it." I said, "Yeah, I bought it." And she turned around and walked back to the truck and got in the truck. I thought, "Well, how'd he do?" Actually, I said a lot, and the man wasn't there, but the woman—it was a husband and wife that ran this little place. She's standing there, and I went. Well, that didn't go as I thought it would. She said, well, what you going to do? I said, hell, I'm going to keep it. <clears throat> so I got in the car with Laura, our truck. I got back in the truck with Laura. I said, are you serious? She goes, yeah. I said, Laura, you always said you wanted one. She goes, well, I wasn't serious. <laughs> what do you mean you wasn't serious? You sounded pretty damn serious when you told me all this stuff all these times. So she said, you really bought that car? I said, yes. She said, you're not teasing? I said, no, I'm not teasing. I bought the damn car. Paid for. I told her, I said, drive the truck to the house. I'm driving this damn Mini Cooper to the house. And I did. <clears throat> so I brought it to the house. <clears throat> and was actually able to park it in the garage with our other two cars. And uh, got to noticing right away, it's leaking something. <clears throat> so I thought, well, I'll take it to the Mini Cooper dealership. Down in uh, Woodstock, and let them look at it and make sure everything. I said, y'all. So I took it down there, and I said, you know, I didn't then made an investment, and I and, and I'm ashamed. So I ain't gonna tell you what I paid for it, but uh, <clears throat> I, I I paid some money for it, and and uh and and the guy goes, okay. I said, you know, just go over it, and then uh, tell me tell me and give me an assessment, you know, because I bought it used. There's anything that I need to worry about and work on. Well, old guy comes out and gets me. He says, "You need to come on back here." I said, "Oh, okay." He's got it up on a lift, and he's showing me parts of the front end of a Mini Cooper that go bad fast—some linkages and, and and part of the drive mechanism and the and and the uh, steering mechanisms and whatnot, and 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 how the uh, struts up front tend to fail at the top part, and 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 I've got leaks and I thought, shit. I said, Well, I didn't bought it and I wanna I want to keep it, I guess, and keep it making sure it's mechanically safe and everything and make it bring it up to speed so I can if I had to resell it, it'd be worth something. He said, Okay. So uh needless to say, uh I brought it back on a day that I could have Miss Laura give me a ride home, left it there for two days and I come back and wrote a check for four thousand dollars. That, that was hard for me to tell y'all, to confess. I wrote a check for four thousand dollars to get this Cooper where it was up and running and going good mechanically. I thought, well, I didn't, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all something. I didn't even tell Laura how much it cost. And I don't think she asked because she didn't want to know. And I drive this car, and it got great gas mileage, y'all. I'm going to tell y'all right now, it got great gas mileage. And it was fun. It was, especially going back and forth. I used to walk, work in Dalton, driving back and forth to Dalton. It was fun, having the, having the top down and, and, and the, uh, the wind in my hair and, and whatnot. And and it was scat. And, and it, it was unique because you could either drive it like a manual transmission or you could shift the gears, And was but you could do it, but you didn't have to push in the clutch. You could do it either way. <clears throat> I think my sister had a Volkswagen that was like that in the 70s. But I drove it, and hell, I best I put ten or fifteen thousand miles on it, and and then I don't know. I said, "Do you want to keep it?" And she said, "No." Oh, I, let me give back. back to this. I don't forget this. She drove it once. She drove it one time, but she liked riding in it. She did like that. She said, "Let's go riding in the Cooper." I said, "Okay," and we'd go out riding on a beautiful sunny day, and it was it was all it was nice. We uh we did go to the Fourth of July fireworks one time, and parked somewhere off to the side and had the top down and 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 had us a cool uh had not cool but we had us a glass of wine and some cheese and olives and stuff and watched the fireworks and we shared that whole event with about fifty thousand mosquitoes. Yeah, I made a lot of bad mistakes in my life financially and that's one of them. That's probably one of the biggest ones I ever made. So I put that car up for sale, and I sold it. Did I recoup my money? Nope. I lost money on that deal. Now I got I got a lot of it back, but uh, I got to, I got what I paid for it and about half of what I put into it back. But I lost money. It doesn't matter. I lost money, and it was a bad investment. It well, hell, it was no car is an investment. At least I don't think it is, unless you buy some kind of classic or something that you know for a fact it's not going to depreciate, it's going to appreciate. And in this case, it depreciated rapidly, especially after I made that damn investment. And I've done the same thing with a, with a home or two, made some bad investments. But uh, the the me buying a Mini Cooper was absolutely one of the stupidest things I've ever done in my life. And I was shocked. I felt like an idiot. I did. I, I felt like an idiot. To, to blindfold my wife. To take her to go see this damn Minnie Cooper that Jerry Daniels had bought, and I take the blindfold off of it. and She said, "Why, why, why, why'd you bring me here to look at this?" Y'all, I, I, I felt like an idiot in front of that woman. I felt like an idiot. I thought, "Son of a bitch!" I said, "You serious?" She's like, "I don't, I don't, I don't want one." <laughs> well, don't be telling me she. Yeah. So here, I guess if there's any ladies that ever listen to this. Don't tell your damn husband, you know your husband better than anybody, don't tell your husband you want shit when you don't because he may be up to go get it. So I told my wife after that was over with, I said, in the future you see something that fancies you and you go, oh, I'd like to have that. I said, I do pay attention sometimes. I may I may have to go damn by that. So don't be telling me shit that you want that you don't want. So, like she saw a house with a damn swing on the front porch. I'd love to have a swing on the front porch. And for years I never bought it. For years. I'm talking for at least 7 years Miss Lawrence said I would love to have a swing on our front porch. And I did it. And then I then and then I bought it and then and then I begrudgingly thought, man, I don't want to hang this some bitch, and I did it. I hung it. I was a little concerned about where I hung it, but I hung it and it's good, and it's sturdy, and she loves it, loves it, and man, we got a lot of use out of that swing on the front porch, and we did. She loves it. Her, she and her mama get out there and swing on it. It's just a nice swinging por- swing on the front porch, and now that thing is neglected because we extended our back porch, screened it in, and put another damn swing out there on the back porch, and now the swing on the front porch, Gets no attention. It just sits there and collects dust and pollen. And maybe a cat sleeps on it at night or something. Hell, I don't know. But she said she wanted one. It took me seven years, but I bought her one. So I don't know what she's going to tell me she want next. So who knows? I hope it ain't going to be no damn Mini Cooper, that's for sure. All right, that's all I got. I was going to share that. And um, I'm sure the listeners, y'all have at some point in your life uh, made a bad investment. Maybe you bought something, you just feel like, well, shit, I shouldn't have bought that. But uh, I've got a laundry list. I could tell you, and and time is not going to allow me to tell you all the damn stupid purchases I've made in my life. I know uh, I'm not going to go there, but I know I bought a lot of exercise equipment that I didn't use. Uh, I've bought a lot of firearms for no apparent reason and turned around and sold them soon thereafter because I just bought them on a whim. And then uh, I'm not going to say this was a total wash. It wasn't a total wash. But I did spend a lot of money to go to go get, go get uh, my pilot's license. And the only thing I can tell somebody is if you're going to pay money to go get your pilot's license, you're either going to do it for two reasons: one, to say you did it, or two, because you got the money and the financial clout and all the other stuff that comes with it. It's like buying a boat, but if you buy an airplane, uh, it's a money pit, and you got to keep it up. And I didn't have an airplane but I did go get my damn flight flight light, uh, flight pilot's lessons and uh, my ticket, if you will, to learn how to fly a fixed-wing aircraft. And um, I did it. I can only say I, I did it because I did it. That was it. All right, that's all I got, folks. I'm sorry I missed last week. Uh, I don't know what next week's going to be, but uh, it is 2024. I'm probably going to go a little bit political next week, so if you want to skip next week, that's fine just look at the title and you'll be able to tell whether i'm gonna go political or not but anyway that's it all right i love y'all uh mike coker i know where he is i know what he's doing he's spooning probably where my buddies todd bill and larry are right now they're spooning all right that's it god bless y'all god bless america bicycle